Today, um, I just want to thank the church for allowing me to present this lecture. This is not a sermon. This is a lecture. We're going to be combining a lot of things. We had the opportunity to, I had the privilege to go to Andrews University and take a class. And that class was only talking about the Trinity, which is God. They have different names. We can use a Trinity. We can use Godhead. We can use Triune. I mean, whatever name you would like to use is fine, or just simple God. But the class was completely talking about the Trinity, about God and the, and the three entities that makes God. And we had, um, we had to read about 10 books or 12. It, it, it seemed like I was reading the whole library, but we, we read about 10 books or 12. I don't remember right now. I'm in denial. I don't want to remember that. We read a lot of books before the class started. And then the class was 45 hours of lecture. And then after that, we have a, a project or a research paper or, or a sermon to prepare. And even though I don't have to preach this sermon on the church, uh, the professor said the final is to, pre to prepare a sermon. And you can videotape it in your house. You don't need to do it anywhere, but just, just present the, the, the notes and, and the video. And when I was talking with the pastor, he was kind enough to let me do it because after I prepared the sermon and I learned so much about it, I said, I need to share this. So I'm going to be sharing um, what I learned and about the Trinity. Now, out of the 45 hours that we had of lecturing, this, this lecture or this sermon is only covers probably about five minutes of what we talked or what we discussed or was presented. And I chose this particular section because when the professor finished and he did his conclusion, like trying to wrap up the whole class, it really, it really impressed me. And I was, when I was, I'm still processing a lot of that information, but this really touched, it really impressed me a lot because this topic and when it comes to relation is what the whole Bible is all about, is relationship. And Christ came to earth to show us how we should relate to others. And I know the devil has been trying very, very hard to destroy our, a very well-balanced way of relating to others. And it's my prayer today that we will be able to will be able to realize and see how a normal relationship or the ability to relate to others is, um, is built or developed in, in our minds. I think um, I need Josiah. I think the batteries are that. Could you? Huh? Thank you. Okay, so if you look at the title, what the title says about? Now, this is, a, this is not a sermon, this is a lecture, so I expect everyone to participate. So what is the title of today's topic? Okay. What is a blueprint? When you're gonna build 
a building. The blueprint is what guides how to build the building. The blueprint is very detailed. And we're going to be combining psychology, we're going to be combining a little bit of medicine, and we're going to be combining a lot of theology also. It's going to be all mixed together. So what we're going to be talking about is why do we think that to understand the doctrine or to understand who God is, it helps us to have a very mature relationship. Can anybody tell me? Um, okay, why do we need? And, and some of the things that I realize is your understanding of who God is will mold how you're going to relate with yourself, with your spouse, family unit, with your children, with the church, church members with the society and also the type of relationship that you will have with God. Our understanding of who God is will give us our identity. It will teach us how we, sh we should be. And if we don't have a clear understanding how the tribune or the trinity relates to each other, or which Christ came to show us what a healthy, mature relationship is all about, we're going to miss the boat. So we're going to be starting um, re reviewing a model. You know, in, in psychology, we always create model, models and theory. And also in medicine, we also do that as well. But there's a model or a theory that um, to be able to function or to relate to others, there is three dimensions we need to develop, that we need to work on, we need to grow into. And the three um, di uh, dimensions that build our ability to relate to others are three. We have the vertical part, the internal, and the horizontal. The vertical goes up and down, the horizontal goes right and left, and the internal is inside. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking, we're going to be exploring what that means. The vertical part is this is how we relate to everything above us. This is what we learn how to respect, obey authority, relate to God. Here is what we develop our values in our laws, government, patriotism, and obedience. So as we grow, as parents, we try to teach our children that respect, that authority, that, that, that thing that is built, our internal, uh, our, our values of what the law is, the importance of it, the authority, relate, the hierarchy that one is higher than others, one is more important than others. Now the next one <coughs> is the internal dimension. The internal dimension is, is how we relate or connect with ourselves. How should our spirit, instinct, intuition, our mental processes? This is how we learn what are our internal values, our spirituality, our relationship with God. Here is what will develop self-acceptance and who we are. 
And we don't, if we don't develop that, this dimension of who we are, we're gonna have some dysfunction of some difficulties relating to others as well. And the third dimension is the horizontal dimension. The horizontal dimension is how is, um, we relate to others, the family, church, God. This is when we learn equality, universal values, how to love others. Here's where we'll develop the ability to see others as equals, be able to love others. This is how we relate to between brothers. If you, if you, if you look at yourself, you know, um, that relationship with brothers is a little bit different as the relationship that you have with your parents or even with your children, with the spouse. Each, each dynamic or each relation have a different dynamic. And to be able to, to have a very mature relationship, all three dimensions need to be worked on or we need to grow in all three developments. Because if we neglect one or if we neglect the others, or if we, were, if we grow in a dysfunctional family where they push one more than others, it will affect not only our ability to understand the Bible and the doctrines, but also will affect our relationship with our spouse, our children, our church members, and our society, even with God, will affect that. Okay, so what we're gonna, let's do um, a trial on how, if we neglect one or we, force one, how would that affect? So let's put this on a, on, on a practice. Let's practice how that works in real life. For example, if we neglect the vertical part, like um, with, uh, uh, within ourselves, if we neglect the vertical part, what would have happened? <clears throat> Think about it. What is vertical? That's when we learn what? Authority, respect. What would happen if you grew up in a family where this vertical aspect of our development is, is not worked on or it's not uh, practiced or rehearsed or teach us? What happened? Rudeness. We'll have a rude peop, uh, person. Uh, we'll have a person that emotionally behaves like an ad adolescent will be, um, he will not know how to obey the laws, will not be able to obey others, will not respect authority, <clears throat> will not comply with rules, um, and that also will not respect authority or elders in the church, or even God. And that's when you have between church members sometimes, when they don't respect each other, because you, they don't have that. Now what happened if, if we neglect the internal aspect of our relationship, our growth? Let's see, um, let's see. Oh, well, let, let's continue. What, how would that affect with God? We will not respect God or what he says, and the do's and don'ts in the Bible, and how would that affect God to God? Like, that doesn't affect anything. You know, what happened if, if, you, if you have the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost not respecting each other? I mean, what would happen? It will, it will be a chaos, right? So <clears throat> what happened if we neglect the internal? Which right now, um, there's a lot of 
problems in our society because of this. When we neglect, we don't pay attention to our internal dimension of our development. You will find those individuals that tend to be very superficial or very low self-esteem or very have a low self-image. Do we have that in today's days? God does not love me, they think. Um, he cannot forgive me. Those are individuals that the, in, that the internal dimension of their development fail to grow. <clears throat> they have a lack of value of life, of human life. Those are individuals that they can kill someone in front of you and you will have the iPhone or, or the phone videotaping you know, the event, and they don't care what's happening. They just want to record it and, and show it to the world. They don't have this value, internal value of human. They become materialistic. Those are individuals that are always seeking for money. They, are, they have some difficulties making decisions and would be able to develop, they won't be able to develop a backbone or in this individuality. They're going to have some difficulties of who we are, who, who, who they are. And they are the one that's going to be moving from one side to the next. If someone, they're going to be the one that's going to be flexible to peer pressure. They, they don't have this backbone or who we are, this, this, this thing that will keeps us firm regardless of who is around us. So imagine <coughs> when you have a the internal aspect of your life if not developed, how would that interfere with others? I, I, I said it, you know, all together. As Christians, we won't be able to bring people to Christ. Why? Because we're going to be swayed to any, anything that's out Okay. What else? So I remember he's talking about self-acceptance. You know, God doesn't accept me. That's how it affects. Uh, the relationship to, to God. What about God? If the Trinity, if they would not know who they are and they would not have a specific role to each one, what would it happen? Again, and, and it's the chaos. Imagine Christ would have some self-esteem issues. It would not would work. I mean, that's un, un, unimaginable. So now let's see horizontal one. The horizontal aspect or the dimension is the one that is, is more affected. You will see it in our church, our school. This, this, this section is, is like one of the ones that I can see that is interfered most with the church than anything else. And this is also one of the dimensions that will prevent a lot of um, be able to interpret or read the Bible and doctrines in a, in a correct way. What about if we neglect, <coughs> excuse me, if we neglect the horizontal aspect? That's the one that teach us how to be equals, right? To be, we are all the same. Um, how would that affect to others? Okay. These are the ones that emotionally, they're adult chronologically, they're adult, but emotionally they behave like others. They are the one, um, they have some difficult, they will have some difficulties understanding and treating people equally. They are the one that they will be insensitive to social justice. 
They are the ones that will demonstrate racism and discrimination behaviors. And also, they will be unable to develop universal values. So now that we kind of understand or review all three aspects of our development, let's see how the church, let's put that on the church. Any questions so far? Very quickly. The clock is against me right now. <laughs> so we cover what is this, this, um, this model of theory of relationship and how we develop to be mature uh, to be able to maintain mature relationships. Let's see how that affects church. If you grew up in a, in a home that the vertical aspect is very strong and the other two are very soft, how, what kind of church that will invite you to be or how would you interpret the Bible? What about if one section is, is pushed more than others? So what we're gonna be talking about is all religions of the world and doctrinal interpretation will come from our relational maturity. All religions will emphasize or focus in one of those three dimensions. And remember, when we read the Bible, one of the things that we can see emphasized is the balance, the balance. We need to be balanced people. And Christ was one of the, the most beautiful examples in how balanced he was. He had all these three dimensions very well balanced. So let's see, for example, <clears throat> let's see how much you remember. What kind of religion will be focusing vertical dimension of the church members? I'm gonna give you an idea. Authoritarian, hierarchy, social or gender discrimination, legalist and fundamentalist. So what kind of church will be focusing more into the vertical aspect of this dimension. Hmm? What kind of religion or religious organization are focused more into the vertical aspect of our development? Catholic Church, what else? Mm -hmm. Judaism? Islam, those are the churches that they're focused in one area more than others. Okay, what about the internal as the, the in, our internal dimension? What kind of churches will attract, or if you are grew up in an environment that they're focused on the internal aspect, what are the, how would you interpret the Bible? Let's go on religion. What religions? will be focusing on the internal aspect of our development. Buddhism. Hmm? Buddhism. Buddhism. What else? Charismatic. Charismatic. The charismatics, any type of religions that they focus on self-contemplation. Um, they have this philosophy, spiritual, but not religious. They feel that they're spiritually, but they don't have to conform with, with laws. Um, they deny the existence of God because God, you know, in their mind is authority, you know, do's and don'ts, and they just dismiss that. Um, they look on, on their church 
norms, the value of, the importance of values, your morals, your individuality, your human rights. What about the church that focused on the horizontal aspect of our development? Again, equality, the same. Tolerance, okay, what else? But let's, let's go on, on religion, religion organization, or on this one is, is very slicky because they go, they sneak between others, but. Salvation Army, social. Social. Okay. Social, uh, like the social gospel. Okay. What else? New age. Socialism. We are all equals. There's, so, <clears throat> you know, feed good, no consequence of religions, under grace, not under law. Everything goes. You see the problems when you, when, when you grew up in a family unit, when they focus more into one dimension than others, then you will be geared towards a, a religious organization that you will feel comfortable with. And then going with that, if you're reading the Bible, if you come from a, from a religious organization or the family that you grew up putting more emphasis in one than the others, then the way you interpret and read the Bible or you relate to others will be different. Do you have a question? Ecumenical movement. Beautiful, beautiful example. So when you understand when you understand yourself and how you develop, then you will be able to recognize how different religious organizations they can utilize or they are depending upon the founders, um, they focus one more than others. And remember, as Christians, we need to maintain a balance because that's what Trinity is all about, okay? So let's apply this to what Trinity is trying to teach us in the Bible. So now we're gonna be going to the Bible. And um, let's see, what did God teach us? What did the Bible teach us about these three dimensions of which is all through the Bible and I would like to, um, to break down again. I, I would like for you to think in your personal life and how you grew up with, which dimension was more um, fostered or more um, developed or more um, emphasized in your upbringing. So in the Bible, we have the vertical aspect, of which is very, you know, all three areas are very, there's a lot of Bible verses, but I'm only going to bring one to bring that to this topic, but I pray that you will take more time to study, because the Bible is an amazing book. Um, we went to a Navajo church last week, and I love the way they refer to the Bible. They, they don't say Bible, they say Heaven's book. And that is so beautiful. 
And I, and, and I think we should call the Bible heaven's book, because it is the heaven's book. So on the vertical aspect of which we all are very familiarized with, because we come from the Judaism and Catholic background, is the vertical, God the Father, the submit to the Father. Father is all above all, obey the Father. We have Luke eleven twenty eight. we said, but he said, far more blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. It's all about obedience, following, authority. He's always having someone above you to see you to, to be able to to organize and to tell you what to do is like this higher higher person. What about the interior part? What about um, the interior dimension of our life? What what entity of the Trinity will feed the development of this dimension, the internal aspect of that dimension? The Holy Spirit. In Psalms 139.14 reads, I thank you because I am awesomely made, wonderfully, your works are wonders. I know this very well. So one of the things that the Bible wants to let you relate to is our identity, who we are, our internal aspect of we, of we are. We are wonderfully made. We are awesomely, we are amazing work that God has done to us. So we don't have that foundation. And when we go to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is there to work inside us, right? It's inside us to transform us. And I think it's, it's to help us to be more balanced, to, to maintain that balance that the, Holy, that the Trinity is always constantly showing is one. They're all the same. They're equally. They respect each other. They see each other as, as the same. I mean, it's a beautiful relationship that the Bible shows us through, the, through Genesis and, and all the way to Revelation how beautiful they, they work together. The Holy Spirit working inside of us transformer, the most intimate relationship between God and humans that only the Holy Spirit can do in your heart. What about the horizontal aspect on the Trinity? What is the horizontal uh, entity that comes to help us to develop that part? We talk about God the Father. We talk about the Holy Spirit. What about the horizontal part? Is Jesus Christ. And how does he refer himself? His brothers, friend, husband, is an equal. Jesus Christ presents himself as an equal to the human race. In Galatians 3.28 reads, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free man, neither male nor female, for union and the Messiah Yeshua, you are all one. So in God's eyes, there's no difference. And that's what Christ came to show, to demonstrate, that there is there's no difference. There's no difference when it comes to gender. And I know um, this one, let's, 1 Peter 2.9 reads, but you are a chosen race. You are a chosen race. Who is you are? We are. We. Not a gender, not a race. We, all of us, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. What that means? Everyone is a priesthood. 
everyone is the priest. Everyone. And God is very clear. And then I'm only going to bring a few verses, but this is another topic about the old covenant and the new, and you're going to brush into it very, very quickly. <clears throat> First Peter 2.9 says, We are chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So God is telling us that he made us, all of us, a royal priesthood, a chosen race, and he possessed us. For what reason? Continue with the same verse. So we may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So God chose everyone, we all are priests and priestesses, all of us, to proclaim the excellence of him who called us. Let me read another one. Isaiah 61, 6. It says, But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. The world should call each one of us. What? Ministers to the God's will. Yet shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and their glory shall be both yourself. Hebrews 10, 20 and 21. This is very specific because this is talking about the old, old uh, covenant versus the new covenant, Old Testament and the New Testament. And I'm going to go very, very quickly. It says, Therefore, brethren, since we have convinced to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, again, this is the new covenant. Everyone can go into the holy place. The old covenant were only the Levites. And it was very interesting because God was very specific in the Old Testament on the sanctuary. Only those Levites that were between the age of 25 and 50. God did not allow anyone to serve in the sanctuary younger than 25 and older than 50. <clears throat> but the new one, but a new and living way that's the New Testament, the New Covenant, which he inaugurated. Who is he? Jesus Christ, when he came down. Inaugurated for us through the veil. When he ruptured the veil, there's no longer the Old Covenant or the Old Testament, but the New. That is, his flesh. He died for that. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, it's not only a human, it's Christ in heaven, so remember, in the old covenant, it was only the Levites, but in the new covenant, it's everyone, even children. If you continue reading Hebrews 10, if you continue reading and go, it even tells you that in all, all days, the old time, uh, the, on, in the end of time, even children will receive visions, and the Holy Spirit will go to everyone, not just one gender or one race or one church. God's very clear. So, Everyone. There's no distinctions in there. Acts 2.17, and it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour our I will pour out my spirit only the seven-day Adventists? Only children? Only female? Only men? No. He said that he will pour his spirit to all people. So remember that in 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 the, in the Bible, 
the New Testament, when Christ came down to show who is our, how we should keep this balance between all our three di- dimensions, he gave us beautiful, beautiful example. And the typical example is Christ. So the, the memory verse is Luke 2.52, and it says, and I'm reading from the Jewish Bible, it says that Yeshua grew up with the wisdom and in stature, gaining favor with other people, and with God's and with God. So let's break down this Bible text. When it comes to a statue, we don't have nothing to do with growth. The body will take, take care of it. We cannot add an inch. We cannot become taller or, or smaller. We can go farther slickening, but that's not growth. Okay? So let's break down this Bible text, and it's fascinating. And he, he covers all three dimensions. When Christ was growing up, he grew up in all three dimensions. For example, favor with God. Which dimension is that? I cannot hear you. The vertical aspect, the spirituality, is the, the, the respect, the obedience. He was obedient to the Father. What about wisdom? Which dimension covers that? The, the mental, the interior, the acceptance, love to self. What about he grew up who favors with others? The horizontal aspect, socially, love to others. So Christ is our most incredible example of the balance of those three dimensions. And then the Bible also talks, um, it also talks some Bible verses about the connection between the two. For example, and, the, and I cannot pronounce this word, uh, Deuteronomy 11.1 one connects the vertical with the horizontal. It says, therefore, you are to love Adonai, or which Adonai is the word of God in plurality, which calls about Trinity. So when he says, therefore you are to love all three, the Trinity, or the Tribune, or, or God, or whatever you want to call him, the three entities, your God, one, because they work as one, all three dimensions are equal. So all three of them, even though they choose to represent themselves to us differently, each one choose or chose a different dimension to teach us that balance that we need to have. He says, um, Adonai, your God, and always obey his commissions, regulations, rulings, and mitzvot, which is commandments. So in here, it shows you the connection between the internal, I mean, the horizontal with the vertical. We also have, and then there's some other verse, but we don't have time to cover all of them. And the horizontal one, let me bring the last. If it moves, the last um, PowerPoint page, oh, which it shows you the dynamic of all three dimensions. There you go. The horizontal and interior. We have Mark 12:30 that combines the two. It says, "And you are to love Adonai again, the Trinity, our God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your understanding." and with all your strength. Do you see the combination, how they combine the two dimensions on it? 
And then there's one verse that, well, there's many, but I'm just going to cover one. Um, the interior versus the vertical, our internal versus God or authority. Exodus 19.5 says, Now if you will pay careful attention to what I say and keep my commandments, then you will be my own treasure, internal, self-esteem, self-acceptance. We are a treasure to God from among all the people for all the earth is mine. So if you remember, when you are trying to raise your children, when you try to, um, in your um, husband and relationship, in our church member relationship, imagine it will bring a total balance that the Trinity have that God has tried to teach us to maintain that balance between respect, authority, between um, equality, between um, our self-acceptance, who we are, who we stand. If we maintain the balance between those three abilities or three dimensions, how our family will be? What about our Bible studies? How would that become? What about our church members, our society, our, our neighbors? How would everything will change if we study that relationship of the Trinity, of which is one? They all are three. They are exactly the same. Even Jesus Christ said, if my father would have come, it would have been exactly the same. Imagine, you see, we try to separate, you know, Jesus Christ is equal, but not the Father. But the Father is all out there, and we have to respect him and obey him, but not Jesus. And then the Holy Spirit is over here, is our transformation, our personal, our eternal. But he, we don't have to respect him. We, don't, we, we separate them, but the Trinity is not separated. It's one. And there's a lot of verses that even, even it gave us a typical example of what this oneness is. He made in the creation male and female, and they became one. One in what? In all three dimensions. They need to respect each other. They need to see them equal. And, in, and they need to grow intimately. So imagine just for a few minutes, and I will close with this. Imagine what would it be? What world will we live in? What kind of church we will have? If we have this clear understanding of the balance of who we are in the comparison of the example of the Trinity, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. All three are gods. All three are equals. Even the Bible mentioned that we should be boldly go to the throne of God. What is boldly? It means we're equal. All three does the same thing. They are one. But they chose to represent themselves in each dimension of our development so we can learn 
what God wants us to be. And with this, I will close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, for all your blessings. We thank you, O Lord, that you have given us the heavenly book. In there, we can see, we can see all the dimensions of the Trinity, or the three-in-one, O Lord. And it's my prayer, O Lord, it's my prayer that each one of us will start, will start developing this balance between all three dimensions, which sometimes is very hard, especially because we have to fight against our upbringing. And we have to fight with others the way they bring topics and things. But help us, O oh Lord. Help us to bring this balance that you want us to be. Transform us, O oh Father. And help us to not only see, but to recognize, and also to give us the strength to grow equally, to model and to represent you, O oh Lord, all three of you, the Trinity, what that really means in our lives. Amen.